you are listening to Big Trouble in Little Podcasts, and here are your hosts, Joe Dove and Andy. peeps welcome to another edition of big trouble little podcast i am joe dubs and i'm andy and this is episode 43 uh our movie of the week this week is outside in a little indie film on netflix but uh before we do that i say we get to uh what the hell would be we can't speak we've been watching andy what have you been watching I watched a couple movies with friends this week, and one of them people may have heard of, The Ghost in the Darkness. It had Val Kilmer in it. He's in Africa, and he's trying to kill lions. Did you ever see that movie? No. <laughs> oh, it's really cool. It, it's in like 1899 or something, and they're building the railroads in Africa, and he's a British guy, mm. and there's these lions that are like hunting people and being complete dicks about it. Um, And I also watched Brand Upon the Brain, which is fucking out of its mind it's like a silent film but it was made a few years ago and um get made by a guy named guy madden Madden. i can't remember how to pronounce it but he's mm-hmm. some canadian weirdo and he made a really cool movie called my winnipeg that i like a lot and this movie i think i liked but man this is fucking weird yeah and i see some star trek deep space yeah I watch, I watch more deep space nine i'm still trying to work on it have you gone through uh, Next Generation on Netflix? Yeah, yeah, I finished Next Generation a few years ago. Now I'm kind of every now and then working through Deep Space Nine. Then I guess I'll watch Voyager. Mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> the I didn't really watch anything this week besides like YouTube videos of cre- cre- creepy pastas, kind of like a scary ARG kind of fucking. Um, videos because i don't know i I haven't been into movies lately besides what we're watching and uh i mean i guess i'll put in top gun i watched top gun (laughs) for like thousand thousand time (laughs) which which is ironic because uh new news on the new top gun 2 uh uh cast members got a got a new person in there Hmm. which we'll get down uh later but uh, yeah, I haven't been watching anything. I think I should start like a TV show series that I should watch, just so that I could talk about it every week. Watch Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I never really finished Deep Space Nine. That's the one with the uh, the black captain, or is that the one with the woman? Yeah, yeah, Captain Cisco. Oh, okay. Commander Cisco, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to our movie of the week. So, Outside In, um, directed by Lynn Shelton, and starred uh, Eddie Falco. That, that's Edie, you, I think. Edie? 
and uh, I know Ben Schwartz. It's the only people I know. The rest of them are just like no-name actors, in my opinion. I was trying to say this director also directed Blank, but oh, she's directed a bunch of stuff. But I don't recognize any of it. <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely an indie film. And then, uh, kind of like a quick synopsis, it's pretty simple. Uh, guy gets out of jail. He's been in jail for 20 years. He's, what, like 30 years old when he gets out or something like that? He's 38. 38? He would have had to go to prison when he was 10 years old for that to be true. Mm-hmm. But no, he went to prison when he was 18, I guess. Yeah. And uh, he got charged with uh, murder because he was the last person on the scene while everybody left him there. And um, his teacher is, stayed with him for the 20 years and, and uh, well, communicated with him and pretty much got him through the prison sentence and got him out of jail early because apparently he was supposed to keep on going. So he got released with uh, with parole which you do see in the movie that he goes to a parole officer. And I thought that was pretty funny. Like, certain things. He's like, I can't really drink. Or, uh, you know, the, the Carol, the teacher. Yeah. Her, uh, the daughter, Hildy, breaks into a house because she's going to do, like, one of our art things. And she, and he's like, hey, I'm on parole. <laughs> what yeah. The, what the fuck are you doing? I was thinking that during that scene too. I was like, uh, "You should go go away from here, dude." I thought that was gonna be what happens, but I was glad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, pretty much, it's it's a love story of Chris falling in love with uh, Carol, and you can see Carol and Tom, uh, which is t- uh, the husband of Carol. They're not really compatible anymore because she was focusing more on trying to get Chris out and bonding with him that Tom I guess hated that and it really dragged the family down Uh, what I really liked about it kind of it kind of had like a happy but sad story at the same time like there was like a lot of depressed depressed parts and then all of a sudden it like kind of got a little uplifting but still kind of like not really, because <laughs> a lot of people are getting hurt in the process, like when uh, it's near the end, pretty much, where Chris and Carol go to the hotel and have that one day together, and uh, Tom catches him pretty much at the hotel. And by the way, that kick to the fucking leg. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed out loud. It's funny, because the guy's been in prison. He's got to know how to like defend himself. Mm-hmm. And he he brought he brought him down really fucking quickly, and I I I thought, even though she, Carol kind of distant uh, herself from him after that incident, um, I thought that how that's how it was gonna end that they were just gonna go their separate ways. But uh, what would you like about the film? Um, I love the music. The music was really cool. Oh yeah, um, that that that's a good point. There's several scenes where he's just like riding around on his bike and it's, it's just kind of playing music and it's just really cool sounding. Um, acting in it was all good, pretty much. I don't think anyone was was a low point as far as acting goes. Mm-hmm. You'll get you'll get that from these smaller movies, though. I've noticed very good writing. Like you actually felt like you were part of this like small town. I guess it looked like a small town. 
Um, but yeah, the music and stuff when certain areas where he he was getting all angry and like upset, like it went with that type of music. Especially when he runs away and goes to the convenience store where the murder scene happened. Uh-huh. Like, it had a really up-tempo kind of guitar thing going on. Um, what do you think of Hildy? What do you think of her character? Uh, that was really interesting. It's it's hard to, like... Uh, this isn't the kind of movie I normally watch, and also I've never been, you know, an ex-con or a teenage girl or any of this stuff, so it's hard to, like... Oh, they did a really good job of portraying the character of Hildy, because she's, like a teenage girl and she hates her parents and also likes art you know it's it's an interesting character though i did like seeing all this i i kind of liked her story more than some of the others honestly yeah she seemed more interesting um did you think she was falling in love with chris yeah i guess so because the part where she kind of lays in bed with bed with him i was like i think she has a crush on him and then then i'm like but she's young. <laughs> like this is this can't happen. And uh I I really felt bad for Chris the whole time because you know, he took the fall. You obviously who saw the real uh dude who pulled the trigger who came uh-huh. to the party. And you saw that he was like really pissed off and upset that his brother was kind of friends with him. Uh but also, you know, being falsely ac- accused of this crime and living with that for you forever, uh, you know, trying to apply for jobs you can't really get because you're an ex-con. Yeah. And I just felt bad for Chris. The only thing I could kind of relate to Chris in a way, uh, because because I'm single and I don't have a family yet, is like when he gets out of jail and he starts to go to all his friends' houses, he's like, hey, you want to hang out? He's like... And they're like, oh, I got I got kids in the bath. Uh, yeah, yeah, they they have families and lives and junk. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing I could relate to in a way. Uh, I don't know. I did you dig the love scene between the Chris and Carol? Did you think it was kind of weird in a way, or I mean, the whole thing was weird. Yeah, that's kind of part of the point of the movie, I think. Do you think Chris is still 18, in a way, mentally? Sort of. I mean, he has been in prison for 20 years, but at the same time, yeah, like, socially, it's not like he could have matured much Mm. beyond being 18. Now, I don't know if this was, like, anxiety of him coming out of jail and, like, getting pushed into the, uh, the real world again. Like, when he first came to the house and he puked, do you think that was, like, an anxiety kind of thing? Yeah, that's what I interpreted it as. That, or he was eating a bunch of stuff, or drinking a bunch of stuff that, like, his body wasn't used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like, I, the jokes are funny. He's like, I get to use a private bathroom now. He's <laughs> like, hey, look, Chris gets to shit in peace. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what else can I talk about it? I mean, it was a simple, kind of... I don't know, like cute, I guess, in a way, but also depressed, like how I said before. Melancholy. Hey. <laughs> what do you think of the ending? Did you like how it ended on that note? That yeah, 
I honestly like normally I would want an ending that was unpredictable, but in a movie like this, it kind of made sense. It seems to make sense that that Carol and Tom would split, and uh, I like that um, Hilly breaks in and makes one of her nonsense furniture things in their house. That I laughed at that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like nice. Oh, that makes sense. Like kind of character resolutions. I think Hildy did that in a way, kind of like saying, "Hey, I, I know that you you loved my mom on that day, and uh, kind of divorced my parents, kind of like the last straw kind of thing." But you know, she still cares about him, and that's why he did that. Uh, she did that. Yeah, it seems like a, a forgive, forgiving action. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a nod. Yeah, I, I like the ending on how Carol kind of didn't say, hey, you know, since Tom's gone, we can get together now. It's kind of like, let's start from square one. Let's have lunch, maybe see what happens. It doesn't say they're together, and that's what I liked about it. Kind of mm-hmm. kind of like they have to talk it out instead of just quickly going into it. Because uh, when... She went to Tom's job, and he's like, I'm going to be retiring in five years. And she's like, well, I don't want to retire. I want to keep on working. I still have more to my life. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I really I really like this movie. Would you recommend it? Yeah, I think so. I th- Not for everyone, necessarily, because, like I said, this isn't the movie I normally watch i did enjoy watching this one but i know a lot of people who probably wouldn't enjoy this movie but i do recommend it generally generally but i will say one thing chris's smiles were creepy (laughs) most of the time like he had that blank smile like 18 year old stuff i don't know yeah I, i i definitely recommend this film uh i thought it was great i like indie films they're more written better and have more freedom than these blockbuster films that come out yep all right let's get into some news that matter to us andy are you a fan of gundam yeah you know i am so uh apparently gundam live action movie has been announced yesterday this was just last night at a panel at um fuck what is it anime expo i don't know it was a panel somewhere that this was announced i was talking to someone about it last night yeah, I'm going to read a little bit because not a lot, well, not a lot. but uh, god damn it, fucking lemonade had pulp kind of shit in there. Anyway, uh, Perp Anime News Network, Sunrise President and CEO, I'm going to butcher this, Yasu Miyaki, am I saying that right? I don't know, maybe. Announced the film during Sunrise panel at Anime Expo. Uh, the project is a collaboration between Legendary Pictures and Sunrise. And co-production on the film has already started. So, that's pretty awesome. I know you were a fan. And uh, I haven't really watched the anime. I should. What anime should I start with on Gundam? Uh, start with the HMS team. It's It's only 12 episodes long. So, if you don't like it, it's not a slog. It's more modern. It was made in the 90s. And also, it's just one of my favorites. Nice. And it has a self-contained story. It's not like like when you try to watch Zeta, you kind of need to know what happened in, in the original Gundam. And when you watch Double Zeta, you need to know what happened in both of them. 
when you watch Charge Counterattack, you got to know what happened in Double Zeta, Zeta, the original Gundam. It's ridiculous. But yeah, if you watch Ace and MS team, it's its own little microcosm. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'll, I'll check it out before I see the live action. I wonder how they're going to do the live action with uh, the Gundams themselves. I'm, I'm guessing I don't that... know. I, like, I was kind of worried about it, and I still am. But Legendary Pictures, Legendary Entertainment, is going to work on it. And they're the ones who made, like, um, the new King Kong. And they made uh, uh, Pacific Rim and stuff like that. Mm. But I guess they've also worked on... I don't know, a bunch of other shit. They worked on the Warcraft movie, I think. So, I mean, they know how to portray scale, obviously, I guess. But I don't know if I'd be happy with a Gundam movie looking like Pacific Rim or Godzilla. I think... I, I don't know. I don't know what I want a live-action Gundam movie to look like, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, so far, like, all the live-action anime films that have been coming out have been pretty uh, decent or mediocre, in a way. Not, like totally bad like the dragon ball movie <laughs> so it, it could be a good thing it could be like there's there's a ton to pull from as far as like the gundam mythos goes so i i think they'll be able to do something with it it's just i'm real curious to see like is it going to be the original story about amaro ray probably i mean that's the smart money but we'll see mm-hmm. doesn't hurt to try another news and uh Remember how I talked about how I started Top Gun uh, this week? Yeah. Well, apparently, Miles Teller, he played uh, Mr. Fantastic in the latest Fantastic Four movie, um, is going to be the lead role in Top Gun Maverick. That's what they're calling a sequel, by the way. And uh, Miles Teller is going to be playing Goose's son. So... (laughs) it's interesting, I'll say that. And when it says lead role, is Miles Teller going to be the Maverick in a way of the new Top Gun? Maybe that's why it's called Top Gun Maverick. Oh yeah, he's the he's the main guy. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. He's following his father's footsteps. He's he's a pilot now as well. And maybe Tom Cruise is going to be in charge of the school Top Gun. He's his, he's his instructor or something. Yeah. 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 Val Kilmer said he's going to reprise his role as Iceman, so that's cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, I hope Jeremy Ironside somehow makes an appearance in this. And the, uh, I don't know the guy's name, but the principal from uh, Back to the Future. <laughs> I hope he's in oh, it too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know his name. Um... Yeah, he's going to play... I'll read the article really quickly. Dead, uh, Deadline reports Teller was betray the son of Maverick's uh, late best friend Goose in what's said to be a lead role in a sequel. Anthony Edwards betrayed Goose in Top Gun, obviously. And they just kind of said that there was a long list and Miles Teller was chosen. Hmm. I'm pretty excited for this film. Um, most people are not really excited for sequels from 80s movies, but, uh, Tom Cruise is, like, one of my favorite actors of all time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you gotta get excited about something. I remember when they, they were talking about that, uh, Blade Runner deal, I kinda, I, I felt the same way, sort of. I was, it was, like, a tempered excitement, but... I mean, it's, 
it, it, it could go two ways. I mean, it could be a really fucking great film, or it could be a bad film where they try to, like, copy all the stuff from the first Top Gun, which I hope they don't do. Well, I still say the worst thing that could happen is it could be in the middle and just kind of be an okay film. Yeah. And then we will all forget about it. Yeah, that would be sad. Um, One other news that I didn't really put down... Apparently, Jim Carrey is going to be Dr. Robotnik in the live-action Sonic movie. Yeah, that's weird. I don't. I really don't know how I feel about this Sonic movie. <laughs> like, I don't even know, like, the whole thing feels like a publicity stunt. Like, there's never actually going to be a Sonic movie. They're just trying to get attention with these weird announcements. I just hope they don't have, like, a human Sonic that runs really fast kind of deal. I hope they don't do it that way. That might be so awful that it would be entertaining, though. <laughs> it's just some human who likes chili dogs. And, like, the... the <laughs> Just have, like, a blonde girl with, like, a, a highlighted tip on the end of her hair and make her tails. I don't know. I'm thinking so stupid, like, 90s shit here. Kind of like the Mario Brothers with uh, John Leguizamo. <laughs> uh, who would you have as Tails as a female? L let's say they are animated or CGI. Who would you have as Tails' uh, voice actor? Because I think John Paul Robert Thomas. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Mm, don't nobody. I mean, it's Tails, so. Yeah, you don't yeah, want him, you don't want them stealing the spotlight. I would have Charlie Day as Sonic, by the way. <laughs> that would be really good. <laughs> just, just, just Charlie Day as Sonic, being Charlie Day. <laughs> but yeah, that's all the news. I mean, Ant Man has came out, so you know all the news are going to be about Ant Man and how great it was and. Have superhero films should keep on going. I didn't see it yet. I want to see it because Ant Man is like one uh one of the movies that are actually pretty good, and has Paul Rudd. It has fucking uh, Michael Douglas, right? Yeah, I do like Michael Douglas. Mm -hmm. So Andy, what is our next movie for our next episode of Big Trouble Little Podcast? Uh, two weeks from now, we will have viewed Mohawk, apparently. It is on Netflix now. It was a movie made uh, last year. It was either last year or it came out this year. I don't know. But anyway, um, apparently it's about some Native Americans and some British did something to some Americans, and now the Americans want blood in a nutshell. Like, I don't know. It was directed by, I don't know how to say his name, Ted Gilkerkin. I, I, I almost said Ted DiBiase. I'm like, Ted DiBiase did a fucking movie, what? <laughs> no, but this guy directed uh, We Are Still Here, which was a pretty cool movie. So I was hoping Mohawk would be good. I, I, I accidentally got a peek at some of the ratings, though, on IMDb. So right. I don't know if it's going to be good or not. Also, apparently Luke Harper's in it. That's weird. Wait, We Are Still Here. Where do I, where do I remember that? Uh, it's, a, it's a horror movie. It came out in 2015. Oh, no. Uh, Luke Harper, the wrestler, is in this? Yeah. He's in it apparently. That's what it says. Cast Luke Harper. Interesting. Now, now you just made me more interested in this movie. Yeah. 
So everybody, make sure you watch Mohawk, and in two weeks we will be dis- discussing it. That means spoilers, everybody. Just like yeah. just like how we spoil everything here. <coughs> As I cough away from the mic, kind of like chocolate rain. Um. Oh, quick thing. Have you ever seen the movie Freeway with uh, Kiefer Sutherland? Nope. Oh. Well, there's a funny scene uh, on YouTube that I saw where he has a fucked up mouth or something like that. And he's like, I want a soup with straw. With a fucking straw. And it's hilarious. I need to watch the movie now. Apparently, that's the Reese Witherspoon's like breakout role. Hmm. Anyway, I think this is where we we will conclude this episode. Episode 43 of Big Trouble World Podcast. Remember... To follow us on Podbean, which is btilp.podbean.com. Uh, and also, we have a website, bigtroublepodcast.com. We are also on iTunes. Make sure you comment to us. If you want us to watch a movie, give us a comment and we will watch the movie if it's within range of Amazon Prime, Netflix, or any other way that is free or something. And, uh,. Tell us how good or bad we are. I don't really care if we get bad reviews. I just want to know that you guys are alive. I know you guys are listening because you're downloading our stuff. But talk to us. We're cool people. Maybe they're downloading our podcast and using them to line bird cages. Or maybe they're torturing people with us. And those people could review us. (laughs) Yes. Put it on YouTube. We'll comment. For you. (laughs) Until next time, everybody. Have a good day. Thanks for listening.